Good morning and welcome to AI Daily. We have a fantastic show today. Today we're going to start off covering the latest in open source LLMs. So we had two big pieces of news today and over the weekend. The first is Mosaic ML releasing what they call MPT. So these are four new open source large language models focused on instructions, chat, one they call Story Writer, and another they call MPT Base. Secondly, Red Pajama Insight released also two new large language models. So we're looking at a lot of new open source language models. Connor, what are we seeing here? We're seeing four different ones from Mosaic, two different ones from Red Pajama. Have you used them? What are we looking at? Yeah, what's notable here is that all of these are commercially licensed for the exception of StoryWriter. There's a funny story there, but for the most part, these are all commercially licensed. And that's mostly because Red Pajama, a little bit back, we've covered this in an unreleased episode, Red Pajama put together a data set of fine-tuned and clean data that can be used commercially. And that's why we get these new models. And Mosaic's models especially are the result of their immensely powerful training pipeline that they've been putting together for a while. Same pipeline that built Replit. Really, open source is starting to become pretty strong in LMs. Definitely, Farb. These are trained, I believe, on like a trillion tokens. I guess, like Connor mentioned, we have one for instructions, code. We have a base one. What can people use these for? Have you seen people start using these yet? Uh, I, I don't know that I've seen. I was looking around. Don't know if I saw any great examples yet. A few, a few notable things. I think the Red Pajama folks said that they can. You can run their model on a single five-year-old GPU, uh, which is, you know, shocking. And, you know, they've released their base models and they've re released fine-tuned versions of them as well. Uh, obviously, you don't have to use their fine-tuned versions. You could take their base model and, and run with it. But it's interesting to see the open source community productize a little bit around... Yeah the models that they're releasing and not just being like, hey, here's a base model, go figure it out yourself. They're saying, hey, here's a chat fine tuning. Here's an instruct fine tuning. The story writer one is interesting. I think it's based on some uh, books that you can't necessarily uh, license commercially. I think, is that what you're, you were saying, Connor, too? Yeah, originally they were supposed to be commercially licensed and then yeah. someone was like, oh, you guys included some copyright information. So they had to switch yeah. But I, I looked at the training cost, and apparently, fine-tuning the story writer one only cost them like two grand. So wow. that, that's crazy. I also thought that what was interesting was, you know, Red Pajama is still training one of their models. Uh, maybe it's done now, but whenever this story came out a couple of days ago, it uh, they were still uh, finishing training some stuff, and then they're they're already teasing V two, which they expect to drop uh, in the coming weeks. So. You know, this is big news, but it's not stopping. It's just open source is plowing forward at an unbelievable pace. And Connor, these can be used now, correct? Correct. Yes, these can be used now. These can be used today. Uh, another note on Mosaic, their model is especially interesting because they trained it in only nine and a half days. Yeah. And wow. then the fine tuning for each of the models only took like 15 hours. They've wow. put together, we'll put together in the show notes, of course, but they put together a lot on data streaming so that there's no loss no like loss issues or anything so amazing yeah what's notable to me on these as well is they claim this is surpassing llama's models and llama's famously been you know very popular in this open source community a lot of people have been testing with it but you know famously came from a leak so not as commercially available so having these models open commercially available and surpassing llama based on some benchmarks is exciting so 
if you're building with LLMs and you want something open source, you have a lot more choices to make now. Let's move on to our second big story, which is around 3D and AI. So two big pieces. One is that OpenAI has kind of quietly been releasing some research around what they call Shape E, which is their text to 3D model. And secondly, a really cool product uh, is being demoed and testing and being shown off called Dream 3D. So overall here, we're looking at the same thing you've seen with image models, being able to turn uh, text, being able to turn your desires into a creation. We're getting closer to that on 3D. Farb, have you got to try these out? What, what are we seeing on 3D and AI? Um, I'm starting to try and play with them. And interestingly, I think you can already use Shape E on Mirage. We can uh, l link to that in the show notes and in our tweets. But you can already start playing, apparently, with the Shape E model. The folks at Mirage is, have implemented it. And one thing that I think is really cool here is that, you know, <clears throat> you, can, you can go into something like Shape E, uh, use text to 3D to get some, you know, outputs that you could then put into something like Mesh Labs or Blender and, and turn those, you know, functions, turn the, the math that Shape E generates into the actual files that you'd need for, you know, as an asset, as a 3D asset, if you're going to print it or use it elsewhere. And then you can take that asset over to um, the... Uh, the, the folks that are doing Dream 3D and essentially render your asset in any environment using text-based text-to-image as well. So it's almost like a, even though they weren't coordinated, it was like a little pipeline that was sort of re re released uh, with these two stories put together. Definitely. Connor, what do you think we could use these for? You know, working with 3D is traditionally really hard. You're having to do textures and rigging and motion. So having these text to 3D models are really interesting. Do you think this is for someone looking to get into 3D? Is it for some of the experts who want to speed up their workflow? Like from this text to 3D AI, what are, what are we looking at? How could you use it? Yeah, the models out of Shape E right now are still pretty simple, still not very complex. Yeah. Um, internally, they're using NERFs, I'm pretty sure, which is another not to nerfs as we've seen again recently. Yeah. Um, but I think I think a main part of Shape E being useful is its integration with Dream 3D, as Farb said. Now you can imagine things in 3D just from text, and then you can align it up to how you want to see a world, and then you can get really good, high-quality images from the placement of 3D models as you would normally do in a real photography. So. Fascinating. Yeah. So for games and for animations, it looks like we'll see, just as we saw on the image front, a lot of people get to become artists and get to jump into the world of 3D that normally would have taken them years to learn. Um, so really exciting things on the 3D front. Farb, I think, as you mentioned, this is ready now, right? We can start messing with a lot of these. Yeah, it looks like you can start messing with it right now. Uh, <clears throat> Dream 3D is available through their Discord channel um, as well as um, their application. And, you know, I think Shapey, like we said, is already getting implemented within days of releasing it, it seems. It's, it's mind-bending. Always a fast cycle. Well, those are our two big stories today. We covered a lot on open source LLMs. We covered a lot on 3D and AI, two really big pieces that you know we see are going to start affecting developers, startups, people trying to learn these technologies. But outside of this, what are we seeing? Farb, what's been interesting you over the weekend or today? Well, probably a story you weren't expecting to hear is that the folks over at White Castle are going all in on AI. So, you know, White Castle, I think, is like a 102-year-old business. Yeah. Uh, and 
they've been <clears throat> working with Miso Robotics to uh, have a tool called Flippy. I think they're 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 launching Flippy Two, uh, which, as you can imagine, flips things. Yeah. Uh, but they're also their CIO is you know pretty passionate about this stuff, and they're already starting to use computer vision. Uh, and they see that the future is AI, LLMs, uh, and you know the way they think about it is. You know, they are, they, I think they also have a sort of AI uh, order taker in their drive through called Julia, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they look at it as something that allows them to open up an employee to do other things, to make the customer experience better. So really interesting to see a hundred year old fast food chain going hardcore into LLMs, AI and robotics. Yeah, we're seeing how much it's going to affect even the oldest companies ever. So I, I love it. Connor, what about you? Yeah, I recently this weekend, I gave a talk at Felt Summit called Unleashing Intelligence Felt, Unleashing AI with Reactivity. And I yeah. talked about how Felt, which is, in my opinion, the best web framework to build on the web. I talked about how it's really great for building AI applications. It has some built-in streaming, has built-in, has an integration that I built with a platform called Modal so that you can deploy Python really easily inside your Felt application. And we'll link it below, but... I mean, it was it's great. It was great to talk about AI and felt and the future of AI on the web. So it was well, a great talk. Really like it. Yeah, Thank it was you. a fantastic talk. Well, fantastic. Uh, what I was watching, I was watching Buffer and Munger, Munger um, talk over the past weekend from, and they were talking about AI and they were a little bit bearish on it. I think it's always interesting to keep up with, you know, how some of these big players are thinking about it. They talked about how robotics have been around for a while. AI is not going to affect things as much as possible. It's it's always interesting to see they invest at a different level than, you know, your traditional startup or venture firm. So to say they're out of touch may be wrong, but I think this was traditional coming from them. So interesting to keep up with them. But at the end of the day, thank you all for tuning in. We will see you again tomorrow for another fantastic day of AI news. See you tomorrow. Peace, guys.